Hey ladies, welcome to the Bus Mob Podcast, a breast and body positive resource that was created for the extraordinary ladies of Bus Mob. Now, if you aren't familiar with Bus Mob, we're a community of kind and supportive women cheering each other along on our surgical journeys. You can join us for free and connect with thousands of other ladies at busmob.com. I'm your host, Jenny Eden, and I'm joined by one of my favorite people, Greta Nance. Join us while we take some intentional time each week to jump in the car, grab coffee, and talk about what's going on inside Bus Mob. For the full experience, make sure to check out Bus Mob TV on my YouTube channel. So, we've been talking. Yep. We've said this already nine times. So, <laughs> sorry, Jenny, that you're having to rehear this, but I got really excited. It's really good. So, yeah. I don't mind hearing it again. Okay. Yeah. Well, on Bus Mob Breakfast Club, a bunch this week, mm-hmm. you've specifically been talking about self-care. And I was giving this example that I've heard from my girl, Brene Brown. Your girl? On, Your she, like, I... I think if I keep saying it, I'll manifest <laughs> that she'll be like, oh, yeah, my friend Greta. I watched that episode. I just love her. Her podcasts, her books, everything. But she said before, she recognized that, especially in her Enneagram type 1 tendencies, mm. in not taking time for self-care, she set a really poor example for her children mm. because then they didn't realize or know because they never saw it modeled, right. how to ask for what they needed or That's take tough. some time away. So now she's like really into this. And I found this great article. I'll post it on my Instagram. Yeah, how about that? Good, or yeah. we can share it somehow. But basically it talks about that whole concept of putting your mask on before your children put their mask on. Like on, on any, the airplane. On an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put on masks. Like, But on the airplane. And it's like... Like, we've all heard that, but most parents are like, that's a difficult concept. Mm -hmm. Help myself before my child. What kind of parent would that make me? But it's like, you can't breathe if... No, I messed that up. (laughs) What was was it? It's like, uh, you can't take care of someone else if you're not taking care of yourself We can't help our children if we can't breathe ourselves. But that doesn't just mean a bubble bath or a glass of wine or a girls weekend in Vegas. It's like, that is not self-care. That's called Mm self-soothing. Nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But that is truly not going to show our kids how to make themselves better and ask for what they need and set boundaries. So it says true self-care is not always glamorous. It's doing what we need to do, however small or not fun, (laughs) to live our best lives. And it takes courage over comfort to choose to put yourself first. Mm. But that will ultimately show our kids how to do it. I love that courage over comfort Mm -hmm. because it's easy to think of self-care as like a list of comforts and things that I want to do to make myself feel better. And while that could be someone else's form of Mm self-care, like I feel like different seasons require different types of self-care. Agreed. Like the one that I'm in right now has required me to make a list of like different types of things to invest in myself. Mm -hmm. Self-care is not always a bubble bath. Like it is indulging. It's nice, but it's not going to get me to where I want to go. Yeah. So while pausing and reflecting is good, that could Mm -hmm. be a form of self-care. But really, I made a list. I got my journal, Mm -hmm. made a list of things that I thought, like, what are some things that are going to make me a better person at the end of this season? Mm -hmm. And I wrote it down. And for me, that's self-care. Like, that can be anything. It can be different for everyone. But I love the thought that every season can have a different list of things that can serve you best. Yep. And it's not always easy. Like self-care sounds like a lot of fun, but it might be going back to school or Mm -hmm. like those are hard things, but ultimately you'll be better because of that. And it's not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. That's right. So Bus Mob Mm -hmm. continues to grow rapidly. Yes, it does. So much fun stuff going on in there this week. Mm -hmm. What were some of your favorite takeaways? I've been seeing a ton of submental liposuction results lately. Have you noticed that? I have. Yes. And some of them are like super bruised, some not at all. And it's so 
crazy to see like how different everyone's surgical results are. Mm-hmm. Like someone said like that it hurt really bad and someone was like, I felt nothing. I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny just to see like the range of how different people recover so differently. Mm-hmm. So it's hard when people say like, Hey, how's this going to feel? Yeah. Every time I say, I felt nothing. It was a zero. I'm like, but that's for me. Like you should be still be prepared. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, we would be millionaires if we could figure out the recovery equation. Right. I have said that many <laughs> times. Like if you could plug in, I've had this many kids. I'm this old. This is what's happened to me. Here's what your recovery is going to be: a five out of ten. It's like a score. It just you don't know. I hate that it's yeah, a surprise. It is. But I do love submental liposuction anyway because it's usually a pretty easy recovery. Jenny had it, but right now everyone talks about that it's like the new Zoom surgery <laughs> because people don't want to see themselves like this and they're like wait I should do something Mm -hmm. and this is a good thing to deal with before you're like 60 or 70 so Mm -hmm. big fan a lot of people are asking too like does the skin get saggy right there Mm -hmm. and it's like no this skin tends to like retract afterwards but the the younger you are the better yes and they also did my jawline too so Mm -hmm. I am here you are snatched I love it that's what they say the kids say so another thing we've been (laughs) seeing in bus mob is a lot of people asking questions like Hey, does this look normal? Or my boob mm. is extra swollen over here. Mm-hmm. Is it a hematoma? Like kind of more medical questions. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm so glad that you feel comfortable asking those questions. But we have a subgroup where we have plastic surgeons in there who can answer those types of questions for you better mm-hmm. than a bunch of women who are just speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, honestly, some of the feedback is really good sometimes, mm-hmm. it's really great to ask a medical professional. Totally. And I know a lot of times it happens on a weekend or in the evening and you can't get a hold of your surgeon. It made me feel so much better to be able to just post in there and mm-hmm. hear from actual board-certified plastic surgeons, hey, don't panic. Yeah. Or, hey, you might want to ask your surgeon this. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, try this. Like, they're not going to dispense direct medical advice, but it is a huge benefit Mm -hmm. to the group to have surgeons in there, which is so cool. And that's our subgroup, Mm -hmm. Ask a Surgeon. So you can just type in Bus Mob Ask a Surgeon and it'll pop up. Yep. And if you're in the main group, Mm -hmm. you're automatically in that group. So you just need to refresh. That's right. Mm -hmm. We hope you refresh. Yeah. (laughs) Breaking news. This is usually when we talk about plastic (laughs) surgery news. And it was no all lame sauce yeah, this no week, so <laughs> no news for you. Oh, gosh. Some sort of pop-up just happened. But I have questions for Jenny, which is always a disaster from Bus Mob. Your questions. Why is it a disaster? Oh, no, no, because me trying to find them on my phone this is going to be fun. It's always like a fun surprise. Okay. Go. Are you ready for Bus Mob question number one this week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me make sure my volume's turned up. Something is going to bad. It's going to happen, but... <laughs> I want a breast augmentation, and I've heard there are a few ways I can have the implants placed. What are my options, and which one is best? Got it. There you go. Fun surprise. I like that. So that's an easy one for me to answer. Mm -hmm. Um, Placement is she's talking about, like, different ways the implant can go in the body. So it's, like, your incision type. Mm -hmm. So there are four types. There's the belly button. Don't, it's weird. There's the armpit. A lot of people don't do that. And then there's the areola and the crease under Mm -hmm. here. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people ask, well, what's the best one? Or mm-hmm. Which one should I get? For me, oftentimes I say, what does your surgeon prefer? Because mm-hmm. that's probably what they're best at. But if I have to like zoom out, the crease incision to me seems to be the one that offers the best placement of the implant because you're like, you're right there. And it's, it's not like you're going through the armpit and you're just like a shot in the dark, hoping you get it in the right spot. 
but the crease allows for better placement of the implant and you're gonna bypass a lot of those nerves and milk ducts that could be disturbed if you went through the areola. So keep that in mind. That's super helpful. And we filmed some Amelia Academy videos in our app about that same question. Mm -hmm. So if you wanna check that out, it's free. It's in any app store you use, whatever kind of phone you've got. It's called Amelia Academy. And there are hundreds of videos in there if you wanna keep deep diving on implant stuff. Um, So are you ready for another question? Uh, This one's more for me. Yeah. (laughs) But let me play you a skincare question that seems really relevant given this time of year. Okay. My skin tends to be oily and break out in the summer. Um, What moisturizer do you guys use when it's hot out? Maybe personally, (laughs) I wanted this because it is getting warmer Mm -hmm. and I tend to be on the oily side sometimes. And people are often like, do I use the same thing? No, I think most people should not use the same thing that they use in the wintertime as they do in the summertime. I know. Well, I have a suggestion for you. Okay, I'm ready. Well, there's two products by Neocutis that I really like. I use both in the summertime, (laughs) but one's Hyalis, like a really Mm. lightweight, almost a serum to infuse moisture, but it's lightweight. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is instead of the bio cream, I switch to the bio gel. Like, again, think gel and lightweight Mm -hmm. in the summertime and cream in the wintertime. But you can get both of those products and read the differences and understand how to use them and if it would fit into your skincare regime Mm -hmm. at realsimpleskin.com. Yeah. So you can always check that out. I've really liked that site. It's really made it super simple for me to understand skincare because (laughs) I don't know much about skincare. So like me going to that side, it's like, it gives me a clear direction as to like where I should start and where I could end up if I'm like really into the game of skincare. Good. Well, if you tend to be greasy and hot in the summertime with your skin, Hyalis in the morning, I'm I'm a big fan, Hyalis Plus, and then I use the bio gel in the evening as my night cream. It's a gel. Gel so cream. Check that out. All right, third question. All right. Here you go. This one's for you. I really need a revision, but I don't trust my original surgeon. I'm nervous I'll have another complication. Help. Oh, help. I hate that. Like I when know. I see that, I'm like, it it really hurts my heart that people don't feel comfortable going back to their original surgeon mm-hmm. because they didn't jive with them or they mm-hmm. don't trust them. And that to me, that's really hard, mm-hmm. you know? But we had we interviewed a bus mob babe, mm-hmm. Amy, and she was also an Amelia aesthetics patient, and she had concerns, like she was having some issues before from a different surgeon, mm-hmm. and so she came to like seek out a new surgeon at Amelia, and so we interviewed her on her experience with Dr. Routon, mm-hmm. and she is just over the moon. Yeah. That's why having that relationship and going with your gut is so important, even the first time. I mean, hopefully nothing will ever happen to you and Mm -hmm. you will never have to go back to that surgeon unless you want to. Mm -hmm. But if you do have to, you want to be able to confidently and calmly and trust that they're going to listen to you. They're Mm going to hear you. They're going to treat you with respect and they can help you get to where you were ultimately trying to go anyway. Mm -hmm. So going with your gut is so important. So important. Let's check out Amy's interview. She's cute. So thank you for doing this with me. Of course, I'm happy to. So the reason like I had reached out to you was like, you've had a revision, you know? Yeah. And first of all, I love that you share your story and you're open about like what you've gone through, but we don't really get a whole lot of like revision surgery patients who can really like talk about it very well. And I'm like, you're like the perfect person. (laughs) Like your before and afters are amazing. Yeah. You know they are. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> every time, every time I talk to someone and they want to get breast implants, I'm like, go to this surgeon because if she can go from this to that, then you know it's so it's good. Amazing. You were an Amelia aesthetics patient. You saw Dr. Routon. Yep. And what was it that made you like you hadn't had a revision yet? You had some bottoming out, and you could have just kept it and lived your life, you know, but you, there was something about like, no, you're ready to like pull the trigger, get it corrected. And what made Dr. Routon be your girl? So that was a process for me. I went into, my mother had a breast augmentation when she was younger. Um, and I knew from a really early age that I wanted to have one eventually. Uh, I knew that I just was not going to develop breasts naturally. And I didn't. I had absolutely nothing. Um, and so my first experience was just a huge disappointment. I mean, I hate to say that, but it really was. I Not, not just the outcome and the bottoming out, but um, I kind of went into it thinking that it was going to be this easy process. I was going to have surgery and then I was going to have the breasts that I always wanted. Um, and it was anything but that I got a lot of like telling me what I wanted to hear. And then things changed at the last minute. Mm. Um, and I really didn't feel heard or cared for afterward when things started going wrong. I kept being told, you know, I think eventually you'll be happy with this. And I was like, Mm. but it's been eventually, and I'm not happy with this. Mm. Um, So I waited a while. I knew that I wanted them to be redone. I was not happy with the size. Uh, The width of them was very, very narrow for my frame. I'm not a very wide person to begin with, but the implants were very small. They were low 200s and high profile, so super narrow. Um, And then, of course, the bottoming out and the scarring that I had was just really terrible. But I was so, uh, I guess, just kind of torn up over how that went, that I didn't have a lot of confidence in finding another surgeon. And I was scared. I was so nervous about going to someone and trusting someone to make such huge dramatic changes to my body and have it not turn out the way that I wanted again. Uh, And so I did a ton of research so much so that I was actually having video, um, oh my gosh, what's the word, video consultations with plastic surgeons in California and was considering flying out to California to have a revision done. And then uh, a friend of mine mentioned Bust Mob to me and I found the Facebook group before I found Amelia Aesthetics and then found Amelia Aesthetics. And I went and I had my consultation with Dr. Routon. And first and foremost, one of the things that made me feel really comfortable is the fact that she's a female and she's had surgery herself. So I felt like, okay, this is someone that can truly understand the way that a female can criticize their own body and how important it is not to, to achieve perfection, but to just feel comfortable and confident in your skin and not to have someone telling you, you know, well, you should just be happy with how it is. Um, The second thing that made me pull the trigger with her was her honesty. She was very candid and upfront about what I could actually expect, what the realistic end goal could be. Um, And that meant a lot to me because like I said, with my first procedure, my consultation and even my pre-op was very positive and, you know, you're going to get what you want. And then it came to the day of surgery and it was like, 
um, I think we're going to have to go a lot smaller because a larger size isn't going to fit. And, and I don't expect perfection by any means. Um, but I do expect transparency when it comes to expectations. And that was such a huge mind twist to go from hearing one thing and then being told another. And so going into Amelia and Dr. Routon being able to really kind of like lay out for me what I could expect and what would be needed to achieve the result that I was hoping for was just everything that I had been looking for. Uh, and of course, she has a background in reconstructive surgery with breasts specifically. So that was a big plus as well. But I just felt comfortable. Um, it felt like talking to a friend or a family member and really open and honest. And so it was an easy decision from there. That's and I didn't awesome. have to go anywhere. That's true. You were local. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how many years between like your first breast augmentation to your second? Uh, and my first was the summer of 2009, no, 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and then this revision was two years later. So it was last year in May. It was actually Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy to remember. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what would you say to a woman who maybe is having bottoming out, but she's afraid to maybe go get a revision because it might not turn out the same? Like, what would you say to her? The number one thing I would say is to trust your gut when it comes to a surgeon um, and do your research and find someone that you really feel confident in. I did not trust my gut the first go around. And I think we all know how that turned out. Um, I would, of course, recommend Amelia and Dr. Routon to anyone, um, and I do all the time. But no matter what, whoever you go to, I think you just have to feel sure that you're in the best hands um, and more so that they're going to be there for you after the fact. That was kind of a big thing for me at Amelia was I had seen via Facebook and the Bus Mob group and even just in a consultation that you're a part of Amelia for life. Once you've been there, you're never forgotten. They are always willing to be there for you and take care of you. Um, and bottoming out is a scary, a scary kind of issue to go through with implants because kind of like capsular contracture, it's one of those things that there's always the risk that it's going to happen again. So I think having that confidence in a surgeon is is a huge factor. Um, but also I would say, don't be scared. I was so, so scared. And looking back, I'm glad that I took the time to do my research and find the person, the surgeon that was right for me. Um, but I wasted two years being miserable with breasts that I was more unhappy with than when I had absolutely nothing at all. So, um, I would just say, don't be afraid. And, you know, look around, find the right person and go for it. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> She's great. Yes. And I really love her. Like, I cannot wait to kind of follow her journey mm -hmm. on Instagram, too, because she's being pretty open about it. So open. And so happy. Yeah, seeing how she looks. And she's in Hawaii. I don't know if you've seen her pictures lately. She's, like, out in the water, like, topless. And it's just like, man, her confidence is... Thank you guys for joining us in the car of intention. We hope we've inspired you it's... with some self-care tips. Brene Brown, we are out of coffee. I was like, I can usually <laughs> tell it's time to go back into the office when yeah. we've sucked it down and we're all <laughs> getting a little shaky. But that was so great. That was great. And thank you, Amy, for being vulnerable, telling your story. Like, it's going to help so many women who might need a revision one day. Mm -hmm. 
Bye, guys. See you soon.